weather, another great week in Anderson. Welcome to the Anderson Observer Podcast for the week of November 18th, 2019. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, the downtown is decking the streets with lights and decorations, and the county's Christmas tree is being set up on the square, which is going to be larger than ever. We'll talk more about that in a minute with Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns, and we'll also talk about something the holidays coming with the Farmer's Market Director, Sharon Nicomito. But first, there is a lot going on and only a week and a half from Thanksgiving, so let's get right to it. From live theater and music to road work and construction, Anderson could not be a much busier place. And, of course, one of the news events this past week which was a little surprise to most of us, but it did help move ahead on some issues for, I think, some of us. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about the former Anderson County Administrator, Joy Preston's declaring Chapter 7 bankruptcy. The move makes it pretty unlikely Anderson County will ever recoup any of the court-ordered repayment of the $1.12 million buyout severance package that... Preston was given in 2008 when he left. He's already on the hook for repayment for participation in the Silver Scheme, which sent former Anderson County Councilman Ron Wilson to prison, where he is still in prison. So uh, even though Preston just signed a one-year $130,000 contract to serve as administrator in Bamberg, where he's been for a while, I'm not sure how the Chapter 7 is going to play out totally and above my pay grade, but I do hope this is a final chapter in a long, ugly story we can get past it, one which Anderson County and Anderson County Council especially, can just put behind us. Uh, they won on legal grounds and proved their point. Uh, the county was right, but uh, I don't know that anybody expected that Preston would ever be able to pay back the severance, much less court costs and other things, and the county's already spent more than $4 million on the case, plus the endless distraction the case has caused. And Prex, but Preston is gone. He is bankrupt. It's time to move on. There's just too many good things going on in town and in the county to waste any more time, energy, and or money on this sad story. Uh, Anderson County Council meets Tuesday night, and there's a lot of things that uh, uh, are going on there that are interesting, and hopefully, if this is mentioned at all, the Preston thing, it'll only be in passing. But speaking of the good news, the economic development folks in Anderson, which continue to bring in good jobs and um, higher wages, honored local businesses of the year on Friday. Michelin was named the top large business. Of course, they've been here for 40-plus years. Sergeant Metal, which has also been here about that long, was the top mid-sized business. And Kelly Engineering, been around three or four years, was the top small business. Um, large companies such as Arthrex, Bosch, Michelin, TTI, and First Quality continue to expand and hire more people at really good wages, while at the same time, Anderson is seeing a rapid growth in, in many of the mid-sized and small companies which are also reaching global markets and other places around the country. Did you know that the floors of the elevators of the Empire State Building were built at Anderson at Sergeant Metal? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Anderson also continues to lead the state in international investment with businesses from 18 countries, and that makes up 51 businesses right here in Anderson County. Um, but it is a busy week. Holiday Ice at Carolina Wren Park is now open every day through the holiday, so get your skate on. It's a fun place to go down and play. Not Even if you can't skate, it's pretty easy. And Tuesday, the Grove Volunteer Fire Department from IVA is donating a fire truck to the Anderson Institute of Technology, and that vehicle will be part of the training program at the facility to prepare students. Um, it also will allow students to help fill some of the great void that has come about from the decline in volunteer firefighters. I know statewide in the last 15 years, there's been a 20% decrease in volunteer firefighters, and volunteer firefighters make up 65% of all the people fighting fires, so... We definitely need some young people who are interested in that and who want to give back to the community in that way. And we uh, really um, would like to give a shout-out to Grove Grove Volunteer Fire Department and um, 
the folks there for making this possible and for encouraging that. Um, Belton's Holiday Market is also scheduled at the Belton Area Museum on Tuesday. And be wary if you're driving to downtown, you probably already noticed there's construction going on at the intersection of Triple Street and North Main Street. There's a new crosswalk going in there, much like the one a little further down. But there's no estimate exactly when the intersection will reopen. But it has to be open fairly soon because the Anderson Christmas Parade is only two weeks away. And I'll do a parade roundup in the next week or so. But there's no doubt about it, the holidays are here. Uh, lots of entertainment still going on reflects it. Foothills Playhouse is putting on the ever... Evergreen favorite Miracle on 34th Street beginning this weekend. Uh, the Electric City Playhouse continues their Messiah on the Frigid Air. And in Greenville, this is an unusual treat. Uh, a lot of people travel around, but one of the best guitar players on the planet will bring his show to Bon Secure Wellness Arena for a Tuesday night show. You won't get many opportunities to hear a guy uh, play at this level in, in guitar as Joe Bonamassa comes to the arena for an 8 p.m. concert. I think there's still a few tickets left. And I talked to Joe about his show and what to expect if people come out to hear him in Greenville. Hey, hey man, I'm good. How are you? I know you got a lot going on up there. Do you, 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 know, you know you have a British answering service? <laughs> you know, we get we get pretty fancy sometimes. But uh. <laughs> I was like, the person you're trying to reach is unavailable. I was like, this British woman. I go, like, wow, how do I get that one? How do I get that for myself? I just want to run through a couple old things you've probably been asked a hundred times. Uh, I know you. I've read that you're raised in sort of your dad's guitar store. Were there other family musicians in your family? I'm fourth generation. My dad. My dad played, and my grandfather played trumpet. My great grandfather played trumpet. My huh. great grandfather was actually a pretty accomplished trumpet player back in the twenties, and. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm fourth generation Bonamassa's making a living with the music business, which is crazy enough. And tomorrow, between November eighth, twenty nineteen, is the thirtieth anniversary of my first professional show. Really? Now you were you were a child prodigy though. You started playing. I mean, I, I read you'd played on stage with Danny Gatton, who's just a monster Telecaster player. Um, I did. I, I knew him very well, and he was a mentor. And, of course, it's been widely reported you played with B.B. King. Uh, did you learn anything from those guys? What did Danny tell you? Danny made my whole world go from mono to, you know, stereo. I mean, he, he, had, he had such a depth of knowledge in music that, that I, you know, that really, honestly, was... You know, you know, so so inspiring to be around, and mm -hmm. you know, and BB was the same way. You know, but Danny was a he's a musicologist, and he could play anything. So my world went from a very very blues oriented to all of a sudden listening to Hank Garland, Les Paul, and all that stuff. You know, like it's just great. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did the old stuff influence you? The stuff once you, I mean, because I'd read that you had, um, you sort of heard the Brit blues, but then you started digging out the originals. How did that change your playing? I, I, I changed. You know, basically, fell in love with the British blues when I was a teenager, and I, I just liked it because it was fiery and and had swagger, and they had cool Les Pauls, and they had cool Marshalls, and it just. I was like, you know, it was part of that teen angst 
thing, you know? Is that what influenced you to play the Les Paul? Because, I mean, most of the blues guys are still hitting the either a Telecaster or Stratocaster. Yeah. Well, you know, Clapton played a Les Paul in right. his early formative years. Peter Green played a Les Paul. You know, Jeff Beck played a Thunderous Les Paul. True. You know, I mean, Mick, Mick Taylor and, and Peter Green and all those guys. And you go, well, if you like that sound probably want to get a Les Paul. Well, since you've been playing since you were a kid, you sound like you've sort of had this unbroken love affair with your guitar since you were little. When did that extend to gear? I I was looking at an article about your amp collection, which might be as impressive as your guitar collection. Well, I started collecting as soon as I had money to buy anything. And, I mean, even my first communion, you know, I, I got a bunch of money from from people in you know, my family and I bought a guitar. And then when I made a little money at the gigs, or had more money at the gigs, and mom would let me have, you know, I could buy another guitar. And then I bought another one. And at one point I had four guitars. And I was like, holy cow, I have a huge collection. You know, I've probably owned a thousand guitars in my life. I have uh, 400 now. And my amps, I have 400 amps, probably owned a thousand amps in my life, you know? When did you get uh, serious about the amp collection? It takes years, yeah. you know. I mean, not, not, you know, none of the, none of the stuff that I do is eBay, so it's not like I'm just sitting online right. buying stuff. I hunt it down. Is there anything you I haven't have been able to find that you've been trying to track down? Nope. Just find me. Oh, that's great, man. What, what's your rarest stamp, or you'd consider your rarest stamp? Um, the rarest stamp that I have is para. Of factory one-off white Fender Super Amps from 1962. They didn't offer them in white. They offered them in brown. And they were made for Porky Friedman, who was a Fender employee. That would be the rare, because wow. it's basically two of two ever made. <laughs> um, the nicest probably, I mean, I have Dumble Amps. I have four Dumble Amps. That's, those are probably the rarest. Um, I have every Tweed Amp every version of every tweet amp in mid condition I can produce a whole set. Um, you know, I have I have everything that anybody would ever want to collect. Everything, you know. You know, one of the other things that I've come across, Joe, talking people talking about you is one of the things that's sort of unusual about your career is you've done a, a really good job of running the business side of your career. How early did you get a hold of the importance of the business side of being a musician? When everybody started to say no. When the, when the traditional music business started to say no, we had to figure out a way to say yes. So it boiled down to this, you know, necessity's mother of invention. And, and it's, that's, you know, basically the bottom line. It, it, is, it, it, was, it was one of those things where either I was, you know, just going to put the for sale sign on the, on the door and fade into the hedge or I was gonna I was gonna you know figure out a way and you know my my manager and I Roy Wiseman basically built this thing from the ground up and and turned it into what we're what we're doing now and you realize what a rare thing that is though in the music world of guys you've been around right absolutely 
and people, I'm probably more famous for the business model than I am for my songs. But it does prove a concept, though. The proof of concept is when you take those meetings um, in those big buildings or in L.A. and you get into these offices and these guys with big egos come to you and start telling you your problems and stuff like that, you have to be able to have the confidence and the, and the wherewithal to look at many and say, I don't need you to tell me what my fucking problems are. I need you to tell me what the solution to my problems are. Because then, you know, that's the tear down. It makes you feel bad. They go, well, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do X, okay, fine. But somebody likes it. We're sold out in Madison, Wisconsin on a Thursday night, 18 degrees. Okay, 2,000, 2,200 people coming. And you go, somebody likes this, you know? Absolutely. And we're, we're, we're going to get on the bus, and we're going to drive overnight to Detroit, Michigan, and we got 5,000 people coming. And, you know, you know, somebody enjoys this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody. You know? But if you believe, if you believe the, 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 the literati of it all, you know, like, they, they come at you all that bullshit. Right. You know, it, 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 it's, 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 you know, some people, even that are established, you, you get dejected and you, and you feel like you're, 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 you're worthless and you're not. You're just not being marketed correctly and, and you're not betting on yourself. So that's what we do. We market ourselves and we bet on ourselves every day. We don't have a promoter. I don't have a booking agent. I don't have, any of that stuff. I have a publicist who, who hooked me up with you. Right. And, and I even yell at him sometimes. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even need you. Why do I pay you? You know? Yeah. He, he, you know, I, I would tell publicists when, when we, we hire them, they go, you, you realize that you take this kid, your status is always pending. Okay? <laughs> because, because, because the, next, the first time I see, you know, you know, richardbluesblog.org, your status is terminated. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, because I, I, can, I can tweet something and reach more people. I can sit out, I can go out to the front of the bus and put a megaphone and get Blues Brothers and reach more people. Right. You, you've been around so the world. It's part of the box. Yeah. It is. You've been around the world. Uh, do you feel like some countries seem to catch the blues vibe better than others? Well, the Europeans, you know. Sorry, I'm searching for more dinner. Gotcha. Well, the thing is, you know, about, you know, the Europeans, they've always supported underground blues artists more than in this country. But, but there is, there is a, there is definitely a great market in America for blues and roots music because there are fans of it. And you just have to go out and find them, you know. And, and, it, and it's hard to get people out on the Thursday night. It's 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 really hard to get people on the Thursday. You know, listening to your music, there's a there's a spiritual vibe to it. Does any form of spirituality play a part in your music or your life? I was raised Roman Catholic as a kid, and to be honest with you, after a certain amount of time and a certain amount of, of questioning authority and my lack of ability to blindly believe in something, I kind of abandoned it. And that's, you know, that's not, 
that's not to say anybody's right or wrong. I, I just choose not to participate because I have too many questions that I, you know, the, the, the answers to some of my questions are too, well, you just kind of have to accept that. And I don't. But not to say that the music that I make isn't, wasn't spiritual and they were songs that they couldn't play in church. You know, they, they would, like Ray Charles, to rewrite gospel songs. And sure. Play. It came out of the church, and, but they won't go back. <laughs> well, they, they, they could play them on Saturday night down on Sunday. So, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, there's a whole element to that, for sure. Uh, how do you stay centered on the road? I mean, you, you travel so much. Oh, it's not that bad. I'm not, I'm not a household name. And I'm very, even rarely recognizing the venues with my own fans, unless I have the sumo. So, um, it's, I don't, we don't, we have 30 people out here, four buses, three trucks. There's no security for me. There's nothing. I, I, I will walk after this interview. I will walk out of the front of the bus, probably through, I can see the line of people now, <clears throat> right, right past the line to the backstage and not a single person recognizes me. And they only recognize me when the house like that. And I love that. You'll, you'll like the reference, I hope, but I, I interviewed years ago, interviewed Lonnie Mack, and he said almost the exact same. Oh, he had a much smaller crowd than you, and he said nobody knew him when he went on stage. But, um, well, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You, you know, I didn't get into this thing to be famous. Right. I just got into this thing because I like to play guitar, you know? And, you know, I mean, I, I, the times I do like notoriety is, is if the restaurant that you want to go to is full, and then they go, what's the name put your name in in Neo Joe uh, with the last name Bon Lassa, and then hopefully somebody looks up and goes oh yeah we'll find you a day you know right. that, that, that's, that's the only perk you know gotcha. and, and that's at Arby and that's at Arby <laughs> how much do you still practice Joe? not a whole lot when I'm on the road because I gotta save it for 8 o'clock right. and I, I practice I, I play a bunch when I'm home but you know 8 o'clock it's all about it's all about um it's all about, you, you know, out here it's about finger preservation, voice preservation. And, right. and one and number eight o'clock, right. for sure. This is kind of a self-indulgent question, but who, who's the fastest, not necessarily the best, the fastest guitar player you've ever witnessed? fastest guitar player I've ever witnessed was a guy named Sean Lane. If he's not with us anymore, he's from Memphis, Tennessee, and he was by far the cleanest and fastest guitar player I've ever seen in my entire life. Some of these kids now, like they're from Japan or whatever, internet stars, they, they call the music degent. I don't even know what it even means. Yeah, me. But it's like super, it's like super fast progressive metal, basically. Some of those, some of those kids are like, I mean, just terrors. But the fastest guitar player I ever saw was, was, was Sean Lane. He had what mostly could be described as infinite facility on a, on a technical level. And speaking of the technical level, it seems like so many people have kind of gone digital electronic, but you're not a big fan of the electronic thing, apparently. I I don't know how to work it, and I don't want to, I don't like to read manuals, and I know how to work my iPhone, but musically, I, I don't want to deal with it. I, I just I, I don't want the computer to to drive the creativity. I want the creativity to drive the creativity. You know, right. and it was just because you can manipulate sound in a weird way. It doesn't make it a good idea, right? You know, you know, but it's a case for case basis. I mean, I was listening to 
was in a restaurant yesterday who listened to pop radio. And to me, it all starts to sound the same. I don't hear any identity, but, but you know, I sound like a grumpy old man, but when you listen to pop radio um, in the 60s or 70s, you know, or even the 80s or 90s, you, know, right. you would hear, let's say, Sonny and Cher, and then you'd hear um, Jefferson Airplane, and then you'd hear, um, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever. This is pop. This is, you know, active pop radio. And everybody sounded different. Yeah. You know, now it seems to sound all the same, where, I, where, the, where the bit players are almost interchangeable. Like, you could put this guy over here, sing that song, put that woman over here, sing that song, and it's all, the bits are interchangeable. It's just, it's, there's just this sheen of digital manipulation over everything, and it doesn't make a difference, you know, if you can sing or not, you right. know, and that's, I think that just lowers the bar for entry, you know, and, and you lose the identity of music entirely. Well, you're, you were talking about the generation I grew up with. You know, those those guys, um, they didn't need a genre. Nobody cared. It just, you know, they just played. And, of course, the one thing that hadn't changed, that you, back then they had to tour to make money, and now they had, they're trying to figure out how to make money with the streaming. So, so one thing still hadn't changed. They don't want to pay the people who do the, the work. <laughs> They figured out how to, once you give it away, so you can't charge for it anymore. Right. I know, I know you got to go to work. Listen, people who have not seen you before or maybe have, what's new on this new tour they may not have seen or what you got going on? Well, if you haven't seen me before and you don't like guitar playing, this may not be a concert for you. <laughs> um, but you know, we've, actually, we've actually brought back some cool old songs from my past and reworked them with the eight piece because um, we're in between records and our next record doesn't come out until next year. So so it, it's been fun kind of going down memory lane So I've had this kind of like six month break. We were supposed to make the record in July and it, it, some, uh, we had an issue with that. And then, so I've had this kind of six month break period of like, okay, well, what, what am I going to do new for this tour? So I, I ended up just kind of going in the back catalog. So. And seriously, if you are interested in great guitar players, if you love rock and roll and blues, uh, there's not going to be many chances to see somebody this good, this close. So you might want to get out there Tuesday and check that out. And meanwhile, this week, Thursday, Tri-County Tech is going to hold their pet adoption on the Pendleton campus from 2 to 6 p.m. You can find out more about that on their Facebook page. It tells you about the prices and all that stuff. And by the first of next week, the Anderson County Christmas tree should be decorated on the square. And there are plans right now to light the tree without a ceremony from Thanksgiving Day to December 1st. And after that, it'll go dark again into the official annual tree lighting big festivities, which are scheduled for December 6th. And it's supposed to feature some surprises this year, a lot of new stuff, more interactive with the crowd, a lot more fun is what I'm hearing. And I talked to Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns about the tree and about the holiday to come. It's the middle of the month. Just doing a quick update with Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns talking about some of the stuff going on. I noticed East West Parkway seems to be, there's some construction going on out there. There's construction going on because we're getting ready to put the bathroom out there. And so they're getting ready for that. As a matter of fact, they went to pull the electrical permit today. We're getting the land use plans done. So that should be happening very, very quickly. So we've got that going on. And that's something that we've got a lot of requests from the public because, hey, we got parking out there now. And if we had a restroom, we would be happy, happy, happy. And uh, they're continuing the right-of-ways, and we've helped with some of the right-of-ways to extend the East-West Parkway, as we talked earlier, 
281 and to the Civic Center. Is that so we've ahead? Been, yeah, we've been actually been working on that this week, being of assistance to the SCDOT. So we've got That's that. That's a nice going. shortcut they've got coming off of. Back, back behind Carson's and all that stuff, back across to the Civic Center there. And we're getting ready for a finance committee meeting on Monday, and we have some very exciting projects there. A, one at Broadway Lake, we are hoping to replace two walls down there that will really dress that area up, as well as taking down some of the dilapidated structures at Haney Park and really putting some attention on that work. So that will be on the finance agenda. We are also looking to purchase a takeout point uh, on the Saluda River, so we will actually have uh, several points where you can put your kayak in and take it out, all ADA accessible, and so we're hoping to have that done at the Finance Committee meeting so we can go to council with that. We are also looking to uh, finish the blasting out at Green Pond so that we can move that project along and hopefully begin work over the winter on the amphitheater out there so we have those projects yeah, going I just talked on. to Matt Shell. It sounds like maybe by January we can start working on the amphitheater and so the January, new dock, too, to go with that, right? And all of that stuff out there, so we're hoping that's going to come around because you know last weekend <clears throat> we had that tournament, the international tournament, where we had people from Spain, Portugal, Australia, Japan out there fishing. And we've got other big tournaments coming up here right now. Catching American fish, South Carolina fish. South Carolina <laughs> fish. And uh, then in January, we have the Striped Bass Challenge, which I'm happy to say we stole from Lake Murray and, and are continuing to keep that. So we're excited about that. So those things are going on. What else is going on at County Council Tuesday night? Do we have not have the agenda yet, but... We do, have a, we, exciting? do have, we do have a preliminary agenda, but... We have a uh, <clears throat> very exciting economic development project up in Pendleton with an old structure which we think is going to be very, very exciting. So we're looking forward to getting that underway and continue the rapid growth up there. We'll have a resolution from Ms. Floyd to support the idea of the Atlanta to Charlotte high-speed rail. That's going to be on there. And then and we'll we... be alive if that is ever built. I pray God will be alive, and, and I don't want to be 110 to see it, but I think that... Uh, I mean, do they have like a uh, 10 years out they can have it done, or 15 years out they can have it done? I'd say 15. You and I might be, we might, we'll be... You and I might hobble over there, but I'm hoping at least we can hobble over there, so that would be good. But if you don't start doing it now, you right. know, we're not going to get it. Right. And as you know, there are three routes. One with stop in Clemson, and God bless that, <clears throat> and then there's two that have stops in Anderson... And I'm kind of partial to them stopping here in Anderson in the center of the county. So we're looking at that. So those are some of the things we've got coming up. Holiday markets fixing to start? Holiday markets fixing to start. Uh, Sharon Nicometo does an absolutely amazing job on that. She came up with it on her own. She said, we need to have a holiday market, so I'm going to go do the holiday market. So all she did was add more work to her. And it rained all year last year, but it was packed every single packed every single day. People really want to be there. Uh, we've got the museum holiday market coming up very quickly, so that's always a well-attended event. So we've got that going on. There's just a whole Christmas lot of Christmas trees stuff. up. It's Christmas. not decorated, but the green's up. The uh, And it is, looks like it's just tip taller than the statue now. Santa's little helpers are busy out there working right now, and uh, they're doing a great job. They're trained professionals on putting up that Christmas tree. So we're getting into that time of the and year. And let's remind people... The live tree took a week 
to get set up and decorated and another full week to take down and drag off. Yes. This one takes about three days to set up and decorate and about two days to take down and pack away. Correct. So. And we expect people to get married in front of it as they usually do and to take their holiday cards there. Put warm clothes out there for the homeless. Put warm clothes out <coughs> for the homeless. Bring people from all over the county in. Because <coughs> I can't stress enough, it is the county Christmas tree for everybody in Iva, everybody in Cheddar, everybody in Slabtown. That is their county Christmas tree. And I think we're going to have the largest Christmas tree lighting this year that we've ever had. We have a number of sponsors. And I think we, I know that we're going to increase the area that we rope off because we're expecting huge crowds. We're going to have Santa's little helpers running through the crowd. We're going to be offering some free refreshments, nothing to take away from the merchants, but just something to wet your whistle. And I think it's going to be amazing. We're going to have a stage this year so you can actually see the band and the speakers. And it's always heavy on Christmas and not too much of uh, talking heads. And we're going to have a sneak preview of the lights, though. We'll have a sneak preview. We'll light them up Wednesday at 5 o'clock and leave them on for Thanksgiving and then turn them back off. That is the unofficial official Christmas tree right. lighting, not to be confused. That is the, if you're home for Thanksgiving and can't get back Christmas, here's what you're missing. Yeah, but we won't light up the whole area. Just the no, tree. Just the tree. But then after that, on the night of the Christmas tree lighting, it'll be full tilt, wide open, extravaganza be one of the prettiest places you can go see during the christmas holidays and it doesn't cost anything and we'll talk more about that uh at the beginning of december which is not very far away always good to have some updates from rusty and uh you can also probably start listening for that christmas music from the historic courthouse tower any day now of course the saturday after thanksgiving which we'll talk more about next week which is thanksgiving week We'll mark the opening of the annual holiday market at the Anderson County Farmer's Market. As we said, the market has grown exponentially and was started with an idea by uh, Anderson County Farmer's Market Director Sharon Nicomito, and I talked to her real briefly about the upcoming market. Sharon, just tell me real quick about the holiday market, when it starts, and how long it runs, and what people can expect. Holiday market starts November 30th. Uh, it'll run each Saturday until Christmas. It's open 10 to 2. Um, all homemade, handcrafted items, very unique gifts, um, soaps and lotions, baked goods, just about anything you can imagine. And it's packed. The farmer's market's packed. I remember last year, people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll actually have an, a tent to expand the market because we have so many vendors that, that want to get in. And they're all, all local vendors. And it starts November 30th. We're almost there? Yep, almost. They always have more people wanting to sign up for the market than they can can uh, accommodate down there. That's why they're going to have tents in the parking lot. But that is coming up a week from Saturday. But this week still has a few things left going on that I wanted to mention. Uh, later in the week, uh, former NFL and UGA quarterback David Green is going to be the final speaker at the 2019 Anderson Touchdown Club. Always a fun event. They meet Fridays at 11.30 at the Main Branch Anderson County Library. Visitors are welcome. you got to pay for your lunch. It's catered by Mama Pens, but should be a good uh, final. They also uh, honor the players and coaches of the week. It should be a good final uh, week for the Touchdown Club as the football season begins to wrap up. And on Sunday, the Anderson Symphony Orchestra is presenting Beethoven at 2.50, which is an early celebration of the great composer's birthday, which is next year. 
Uh, it'll be at Anderson University, and students are admitted free. You can find out more on Facebook or by checking Gamex page or Anderson Symphony's page. And finally, didn't want this to end without discussing. Anderson lost one of the kindest, most generous spirits that we had this past week as Sullivan, Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill co-founder co Sabra Nickus died after a long struggle with cancer. Sabra was a chef who met her husband Bill in culinary school and was nationally famous for her baking and her desserts. Uh, but she was better known in the Anderson community as a loving mother who was crazy about her kids and her husband and her friends, and she was a great friend and a mentor to so many of her employees and other young women around her. Uh, stories of her generosity and just witnessing her generosity towards local causes and charities and her commitment to her faith in the midst of so many years of pain and struggle it were a real testimony to the, the life she lived. Um, she would often tell people that she didn't desire their pity, but she coveted their prayers. There was a massive crowd that showed up at Sullivan King's Monday night, I mean Sunday night, to pay respects to the family, and there was a memorial service uh, on Monday afternoon today, and there was a good crowd showed up for that. It was a really good service. Um, Sabra will be impossible to replace, um, particularly obviously for the family, but for the community as well, and we are all diminished by her loss. I ask that you please pray for Bill and the kids as they head into the holidays without her, because I know it's gonna be tough, but I thank God for people like that who've been part of this community. And there is a brilliant tribute to Sabra on Sullivan's Facebook page, and I encourage you to look it up and read it. It's, it's really beautiful. Uh, if Sabra was special to you in any way, I ask you to write a note and mail it to Bill Nickus at Sullivan's Metropolitan and Grill, 208 South Main Street, Anderson, South Carolina, 29624. I know Bill would love to get a card or a letter from, from people that could... Uh, further the testimony of what an amazing life she lived. Well, that's it for this week's Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. Next week, I will be talking to some of your friends and neighbors about gratitude and thanksgiving. We'll have more details on the upcoming Christmas parades and other celebrations and a whole lot more right here. But until then, get out and do something to make Anderson a better place. Christmas dreaming a little
this year.